Welcome to Growth Marketing Camp, where we sit down with our favorite marketers to demystify growth and give you the insights to help turn your next campaign into a major success. Let's get into it. Welcome to a new episode of Growth Marketing Camp. Today, we're talking to Dylan Carricker. Dylan is the Demand Generation Manager at Onboard. I'm so excited to have you on the pod. Uh, welcome. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, I'm very excited for this one. Just to get things going, it would be awesome if you could just tell us a little bit about your background and how you arrived to be the Demand Gen Manager at, at Onboard. Sure. So I actually started in marketing a little bit late out of the gate. I didn't originally start in marketing until I was probably 25. And I just kind of realized that that's what I wanted to do. So I just really jumped in and have been just kind of working my way up. And I finally landed a digital marketing manager position at Passageways, which is now on board. And so I've been here ever since and have been promoted to a demand gen manager. Awesome. If you don't mind my asking, what were you doing before you got into marketing? I actually worked in higher education. I was an enrollment counselor, actually. I thought I wanted to be in admissions my whole entire life, work with students, but I just kept thinking, okay, how are we marketing to students? What can we do better to get more students? And that's when I realized, hey, you're actually not in the right field. You can do marketing in higher education, but you can't do higher education marketing without being in marketing at all. Sure. That makes a lot of sense to me. I got my start in sales and still you know, have a foot in sales, but really fell in marketing also a little bit late, mid-20s. So I feel you there. So you're now at Onboard. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what Onboard is. Like, what is the product? Who do you serve? If you can give us kind of an idea about that, that would be awesome. Sure. So Onboard at its core is a board intelligence platform. A lot of people know them as board portals or board management software. But basically, a board portal makes decision making easier for board professionals, administrators, trustees, board members, committee people, just making basically by creating a system of record for directors and executives to really dive in with good data analytics anywhere, anytime, and really kind of bring their board level up to the next level, as opposed to just having 500 pages worth of a board book, physical paper. Sure. Sure. And are your clients, I mean, I know that, you know, most companies have boards, but what is your ICP? Like who is, who's your ideal customer? Yep. Ideal customer profile would be anybody with a board, basically anybody from higher education to not-for-profit to big fortune 500 companies and anyone in between and anyone with any committees that serve under any boards, such as banks and loan committees. Awesome. Speaking of nonprofits, we had talked briefly before this call you guys did something pretty cool at the beginning of the pandemic around nonprofits. Isn't that correct? Yes. We realized that not-for-profits still need to do work. They still need to do the great work that they're doing. And so we actually offered Onboard for free for four months coming out of uh, the pandemic and making sure that everybody was still able to get that work done. So we realized how important this was and really kind of put that offer out there. And if they bought Onboard, great. If they didn't buy Onboard, that's great too. They were able to get their work done and in the time that they needed to. That's amazing. I love that story. And um, you know, as we kind of come out of the pandemic, I'm hearing more and more businesses that have done similar things. Uh, and it, it does warm my heart. I think that oftentimes people look at business and they see it as something very cold, but it's stories like that, that, you know, I think really humanize our efforts. And I think it's, that's wonderful. So switching gears a little bit, as you know, the, the main thrust of Growth Marketing Camp 
is to talk about a specific campaign and give our audience of marketers, you know, some best practices and good takeaways. Is there a campaign that you can think of, you know, that you've ran at your time at Onboarder Passageways that really stands out to you? Definitely. I really think part of my job is to obviously create demand and generate leads, but also part of my job involves online review sites. And that includes maintaining online review sites for our company, as well as getting reviews. So, I mean, a really memorable time was back in late 2019. So like November, 2019, I was tasked with get as many reviews as you possibly can so that we can get more at-bats on those platforms like Captera and G2. Awesome. And presumably you were targeting folks, obviously, that were already customers. And I understand, you know, getting more reviews is great. When you say more at-bats on the platform, could you dig into that a little bit just for, you know, maybe the folks who aren't paying, you know, close attention to their reviews on G2 or Captera? Sure. I mean, so if you like look at Captera in any specific category and you drop in and you find a one product that has 100 reviews versus a product that has a thousand reviews all at 4.5 or above, that's a product that you want to take into consideration. Hey, I don't even know their name. However, they have a thousand reviews compared to product A that I really know and have heard their name before, but maybe product B might be for me because they have all these advocates for them. So it's really a good opportunity for companies that maybe aren't as well known or don't have a lot of marketing dollars to spend and for, to throw out there for brand awareness to really kind of push the envelope because customers will do the review if you ask. Awesome. Yeah. I think that is a really important lesson. You know, just ask, right? <laughs> cool. So tell me a little bit about the channels that you used to, to drive these reviews. Sure. So the first step was really about identifying the types of channels that we can actually use, right? Mm -hmm. Because we did not know. So I took the time to learn about the whole entire implementation process, the whole customer journey, and trying to find out, hey, when is really the best time to even ask for a review? Do you want to ask people right after they've been implemented? Maybe they're super happy. That's a great time. But maybe do they know the product? Or do I ask them after they've done their free trial? Hey, I hope they're happy with the product. So that might be a good opportunity as well. So trying to find unique opportunities as well as targeting specific segments became extremely important. So we use things like in-app pop-ups. We attached requests to our invoices. We attached requests to people once support tickets were completed. We noticed, hey, people are rating support tickets and they got a our support team got five out of five. Hey, great. This is actually a pretty happy customer. Maybe we should follow that up. We just fixed their problem. Hey, and maybe they can give us a review. So we did that. We also implemented at the end of a successful 30-day trial. And also we tried again at the end of the implementation phase. That way we knew that people were in that kind of happy space and were ready to really kind of get onboarded and move forward uh, with actually using their portal. We also, our most successful was with just straight up emails literally asking people, hey, can I have a review? I would really appreciate it. This really helps us meet our goals. This helps us become kind of leaders in this space. This also helps your peers by trying to figure out, hey, what's really the best board portal? I mean, we know you already love Onboard. Let's double down on that and put a review to it. And hell, you don't even have to put your name in. You don't even have to attach your name. You can make it anonymous if you want. We just want that review from you. So 
there was a lot of implementation on the actual back end of that as well, because we wanted to make sure that we were targeting the right people. So that kind of leads into another portion where within Salesforce, we had the ability to target people by specific titles and said, hey, our administrators, they've got time to do reviews. Do trustees and board members? Not really. So we were able to target those people, bring them out and really kind of just do a more targeted review campaign. And our customer success team was instrumental in helping get that off the board because they were the ones that were going through hundreds of people trying to figure out, hey, is this even a good person to ask for a review? Are they grumpy right now? Are they thrilled with onboard right now? Maybe. Don't know. And I have no idea about that. So there's no, like, there's an onboard health meter in Salesforce, but there's not an individual health meter in Salesforce that we have implemented. So trying to gauge that was really tough, but it was just about asking and seeing if we could do that. We also utilized OpenSense. We were able to take on the targeting. We directly integrate with Marketo. So we took the targeting aspect that OpenSense is able to provide and create an individualized banner that would target those people that were in that specific campaign and integrate that with Salesforce so that it would pull that banner specifically when our CSM emailed them. So very cool. in all, we, between late 2019, November, 2019, and just as of today, we've increased our reviews by over 600%. We went from 95 reviews to close to 800 reviews on Capterra. And that's how we got it done. Wow. That's amazing. I always love when OpenSense helps out. So of those, of those many channels that you tried, I'm curious. So it sounds like email was particularly useful. Did you find places other than email that happened to be really successful? Like of the multitude that you tried? Yeah. Our in-app pop-ups really did well because we were able to individually target our administrators and we were individually targeting them with unique identifiers, their email, because that's their login. So we were able to do that. So that was a really good one. Also, we did retargeting campaigns for people who not necessarily did, they clicked on our landing page, but then they bounced out. So we did retargeting on them as well, because they already are cookied by Marketo. So we were able to do that as well. And then it's just our CSMs, pounding the pavement and asking people for reviews. So those were a few other tactics that we utilized to really push the envelope. Awesome. I'm curious on the retargeting campaign, was it just like display ads as they were running around the internet? Yep. It was just display ads saying, hey, could you give us a review? That's wow. It. I'm curious. So my background's in, in programmatic advertising. So so intimately aware of running banner campaigns and retargeting campaigns. Was that a successful channel for you? Did you see movement? It was. Not a whole lot, but it was it was definitely up there. I wouldn't say it was our top channel, obviously, but and right. it certainly wasn't our bottom channel as well. Surprisingly enough, like the support ticket aspect and implementation was one of our lower channels, but retargeting, people keep seeing it. They're going to do it eventually. Interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. I'm a huge advocate of, you know, get those impressions, make them relevant and results will follow. I also think it's really cool that you work so closely with your CSM team. Is that pretty typical within the organization? Like having that, like working cross-functionally? Oh, 100%. Yeah. There's always the headbutting of sales and marketing that goes on, but I mean, that's typical in a lot of organizations, but CSMs, they're incredibly important. They keep our churn rate low. They keep our customers engaged and they help our customers if they ever have an issue. So they're incredibly important. So getting them on board was instrumental in helping them to understand that, hey, if you have a happy customer that they aren't going to churn and you are going to have a higher renewal rate as a CSM and that one turn helped the company. So we actually put some numbers to it 
to prove that, hey, this actually does work. And hey, we are getting more leads because of your hard work. So we did see our leads gradually go up as our reviews went up because we are getting more at bats. Therefore, they're getting more people in their pipeline to really help out and to move forward down the pipe. That's incredible. Very cool. So looking back at the campaign, is there anything that you would have changed or done differently? You know, not even necessarily something that produced negative results, but just like, you know, if you were to go back and, and, and do it all over again, knowing how the campaign turned out and also with, you know, another what year of experience, is there anything that you would have done differently? Yeah, I definitely think that I, we would have I would have liked to implement some sort of automation into this process. There wasn't really an opportunity to do that because it was kind of a little bit wonky. Other priorities started happening. We recently went through a rebrand. There's a lot of other things that uh, took place, plus COVID was happening. So it was kind of a big deal, and we were trying to shift focus and be as agile as possible. So if that all didn't happen, I feel like automation would have been great because we would have been able to, hey, as soon as you hit the implementation phase, Or as soon as you're out of the implementation phase, you're going to be a Marketo email is going to pop and it's going to be automatically sent from your CSM saying, hey, just notice you got out of the implementation phase. Congratulations. We're so excited for you. We would love for you to just leave us a review if if at all possible. If not, that's perfectly fine. And then bam, 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 there's all the links to really leave those reviews and get that done. So some sort of automation would have been nice to have. Yeah, that's a great point. And I know that Often, you know, when an initiative comes down the pike and you have to move on it quickly, you know, it's not always possible to like sit back and be like, oh, how can we quickly automate all of this instead, you know, just getting it done. Yeah, that that makes sense to me. Has this campaign informed any of your other demand gen efforts? Like, did you take any learnings from this and then are you applying them to other aspects of your day-to-day? Actually, yes, we did find out that our people actually love doing reviews. Our customers love doing reviews. So that actually helped us really kind of identify and move the review process to the next step. Okay, great. So after somebody does a review on Captera, what happens then? What happens next? Because there we're on at least 25 online review sites that are out there for strictly for software. Mm-hmm. And there's so many more that we could be on as well, but we started saying, okay, great. So we have all these reviews on Captera. What's next? What are we going to do? And we took our lead flow that was coming out of other online review sites and we saw, okay, hey, maybe what if we did reviews on those as well? What would happen? So we created something called Super Promoters. Super Promoters was just a little box in Salesforce that you double click The CSM goes in there, double clicks it and says, hey, this person really love, they love onboard. They're an advocate of onboard. They're one of your one percenters. And so to these people, as soon as that email, that uh, little box is clicked, an email shoots out and fires out from Marketo and says, hey, thank you so much for being a super advocate of onboard. We really appreciate you. If you could help us out and do an online review site on these three review sites, boom, 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 we were able to um, get at least 25 more reviews on each online review site that we were targeting, like TrustRadius, TrustPilot, Crow's Desk, SourceForge, all these ones that were, they maybe got a lead here and there, but now we're seeing an increased amount of leads from those simply because we just asked. Wow, that's amazing. And it's actually, it's kind of surprising to me that there would be people out there that would be interested, that would be in that like super promoter level 
that would be interested in like just continually reviewing. But what a great yeah. lesson. I think there's a few things to unpack, right? How important, you know, having that checkbox in Salesforce is, right? Just being able to quickly identify it and then identifying them. And then, you know, they'll go and do three and four more reviews. Like that's money in the bank. It actually is money in the bank because, right. you know, it's money in the bank for us, but also these online review sites, they're going to pay you. They pay you to do reviews. <laughs> if you just go on there and, you know, a lot of them have incentives, $20, $30, $10 Starbucks gift card for five minutes of my time all day. Sure. Every day I'll That's do really it. interesting. I feel like I, I actually, I didn't know about their incentive programs. I haven't done much work with review sites. Normally I feel like it's the other way around where businesses are giving their customers incentives to go and give them reviews. But There's definitely know. that aspect as well. Like with Captera and G2 and a lot of other online review sites, when you sign up with them, they will actually give you a credit. Like with G2 with renewals, you automatically get 500 to a thousand bucks to give to whoever you want. It's within the package. It's there. It's, it's free money that G2 gives you to, because they're getting more customers. They're getting a better SEO rank. They're the ones that are actually benefiting from reviews as well. Not just us. So they'll pay you for it. Very cool. Yeah. Great. Good things to know for all you folks out there who are thinking about reviews. So switching gears a little bit, a few more questions. Um, curious if you had any advice for, you know, folks who are engaged in growth marketing right now, just like a nugget of advice, something that they should do, something that they should stop doing. What do you have to say to other growth marketers out there? Sure. I mean, I think the main thing that you can do is just experiment. If you fail, it's cool. Learn from it. That's the best thing that you can do. Measure your experiments, create smart goals, and just do what you can. And if it doesn't work, come back and say, here's why it didn't work, but here's how I'm going to fix it as well. So make sure that you're reporting, reporting, reporting. Awesome. Yeah. You know, that's been a big topic on the pod lately and in our organization as well, this notion of, you know, experiment, 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 do experiments where there's, you know, very minimal downside, but the upside is potentially through the roof. And it's not even a failure at that point. Like if it doesn't work, it's just a learning experience, you know, right. that's great advice. And it is cool to know that it's like right in line with, you know, everyone in the industry is, is thinking about it. And I think that's great. Cool. Um, are there any marketers in the world that you're following right now that you think other folks should be paying attention to? Always, always. Yeah. Like Seth Godin, Neil Patel, Gary Vanderchuk, people like that, that are influencers that have their thumb on the latest news. They know what's coming down the pipeline and they can interpret things and their blogs, their content is something that I go to every day. I scroll through LinkedIn every morning, um, just kind of see what's happening out there. I mean, get any news I possibly can. Anything from anybody is always great to learn as marketers, you should always be learning. Absolutely. And always be learning. I totally agree. So, you know, you mentioned some big names in marketing. Do you have any strategies? And maybe it just goes back to that experiment on how to take, you know, some of these kind of these giants of the field who come out and say things like so assuredly about where things are going. How do you take their content and apply it to your role as a marketer? Is that something that, that you think about? It, it definitely is. But first you have to actually understand what they're saying, right? Okay. I mean, if they're on the cutting edge, maybe sometimes they're so on the cutting edge that they're way too ahead of the curve and you just quite don't understand what that even means. Sure. And you have no idea what's 
going to happen. So I just think you should always have a file going about ideas. I literally have a file of ideas bookmarked and it just kind of sits there until I think about it. Sometimes I peruse through them and say, eh. sometimes I say, oh yeah, this might be a good idea right now. Let's maybe throw this out there. And they're just my ideas. They're not awesome. anybody else's <laughs> until I choose to share them. I love that. I'm currently reading a book by James Altucher uh, called Skipping the Line. And if you don't follow him, you most certainly should. He's spectacular. And he's a huge advocate of both experiments and keeping a running log of ideas. Just, you know, really working your creative muscle. Because if you don't, then, you know, it atrophies. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, no, I think that's really good advice. So last question, Dylan. If folks want to find you, where should they head? LinkedIn. LinkedIn? 100%. Yeah, awesome. I'll be on there and I'll talk to them in the morning. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Really appreciate it. I think this conversation is super valuable. I think it'll get people's you know, brains flowing about the possibility of you know, a potentially new marketing channel, right? If they're not thinking about reviews, they probably should be, especially if they're a software company. But yeah, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Growth Marketing Camp. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would give it a quick five-star rating or share it with a friend or colleague looking to get a little more inspiration for their next campaign. If you want to learn more about the company behind the show, head to opensense.com. That's O-P-E-N-S-E-N-S-E.com. We'll catch you on the next episode.